best not miss. Well, I'm a bunch of real proud laying motherfucker, motherfucker. Welcome to the Party Pal, the mind-bending film and television podcast you didn't know you needed. Welcome to the Party Pal is a proud member of the Osiris Media Group. Check out all they got going on at OsirisPod.com. They got meetups, live events, a whole slew of podcasts you're going to want to check out. That is OsirisPod.com. This episode of Welcome to the Party Pal tips its hat to the second season of The Bear, the comedy drama television series created by Christopher Storer. The first season premiered on Hulu in 2022 and starred Jeremy Allen White as a young, award-winning chef who returns to his hometown, Chicago, to manage the chaotic kitchen at his deceased brother's sandwich shop. The supporting cast is outstanding and includes Ebon Moss-Backrack, Ayo Ediberry, Lionel Boyce, Abby Elliott, Maddie Matheson, Jess. To name a few, the second season recently concluded and this episode attempts to explain why it is one of the best things you're going to see on television all year long. To break it down and fawn over the season, I have River Jordan with me, author, speaker, teacher, radio host. Always such a joy to have on the program. So much to get into. Let's dive right in. Uh, River, welcome back to the party. I'm so so thrilled to talk about this show. Really, it's it's one of the uh, one of the better uh, series I've seen this year. I'm just in absolute love with it and thrilled to discuss it and get get into it with you. So thank you so much. I I don't know what I would do if I didn't if I wasn't able to come on here and just <laughs> fan gush and you know um, be able to show the love to the things that you know hit and click with us yep. and this is one of those things that just got me so so hard Hopefully. and that's and, and and just like what you said it just it is special to have like a, this sort of platform and 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 people who come on and and celebrate these things with us because it's. This is, I mean, it's even a little bit in the rearview window now. I mean, we've had time to digest. We've had time to rewatch. I even did a couple episodes yesterday. And just just the way I think about it just keeps elevating. I was just watching it again last night. I'm like, this is this is masterful. And that's what we're here to talk about. Why is it masterful? Why is it clicking with so many people? Why is it so special? And it's funny because it's weird. I almost want to commence with i mean is it strange to commence with talking about the soundtrack <laughs> it just it's just the, the 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 music here is just unbelievable you know you do get like the chicago favorites wilco's become you know kind of a mainstay in that and just kind of the soundtrack of chicago but then you know there's just bringing back so many you know people are listening to rem all over again and and there's also a great deal of music discovery you know, a lot of the bands are super familiar, but I found myself, this is the type of nerd I am, kind of examine during the during the thing. And I'm like, this is amazing. And and, and so new songs have come into my life because of this show. Um, what did you what do you think about the music? And 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 then we'll get into some more general thoughts. We you and I have discussed on other shows the needle drops and yeah. how needle drops are just masterful in their own it's it's an art in in itself, in its yep. own, right? And setting the mood and my favorite scene not my favorite scene in the series but i think my favorite musical scene mm -hmm. is richie singing to taylor swift yes episode seven you know in during episode seven when he's driving home he's driving fast he's cussing people to get out of the way and he's you know uh i think he's singing romeo and juliet right uh -huh. and uh, 
I I was like, you go, you go, Richie, you go. The Taylor, the Taylor stuff was really getting me. It was episode three where at one point he's talking to his kid and he's like, I love Taylor Swift. I just need a break. My daughter's a big uh, uh, Swifty. Um, you know, I actually got to take her to a show, which was amazing. But it was fun as the season went on. He, he was looking for tickets and he actually ended up getting them in that episode you just referred to. It was uh, really special. What a season for Richie. What a season for Sydney. And look, we'll get into it. But overall, what were your thoughts on season two? What made it special, uh, generally speaking? I really think we're dealing, you know, you read a book sometimes and you think, wow, that was really good. And then sometimes you close the book and you think, that was masterful. That may be a masterpiece. And you've reached a whole new level there. And I have now had the chance to watch, rewatch, and digest season one and season two. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And I'm like, oh, this is masterful. Yeah. This isn't playing around. This mm -hmm. isn't. And, and what just occurred to me today, and I was re-listening to an interview with Christopher Storer, I don't know yeah, how to store it. That's the, the showrunner of the bear. Yeah. Right. And so I'm, I'm re-listening to an interview with him and he's describing the friendship of the, of the cast and the yeah. people that come in and the, the camaraderie and the, the chemistry between yep. those people and them playing off each other and how they're, they're filming hard and fast. And mm -hmm. I just, I thought, Oh, I know what this is. It's magic. Yeah. You guys, have just got this you know once in a while there's mm -hmm. this moment once in a while there's this perfect thing that happens whether it's a night in a restaurant or a play on stage or yeah. whatever and i think they they have somehow hit on the right combination of characters writers directors <laughs> filmographers everything you know um so the, yeah, it is. It's it's a family situation in there. I mean, his sister's helping with the all the food production and everything. He knew a lot of these actors prior to this, and 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 it was it was you know he's comfortable with them and just the casting. The fact that that happened, that he knew these people, just the casting's amazing. How the look of everything, everything, everything feels and and maybe it's the graininess and just the but just like the 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 way they choose to shoot it, but everything looks and feels authentic their relationships who they are when they're struggling through things just it just, just there's an authenticness to it that there's a realness to it that that really is wild and it's and it's funny because i know we're going to go hard talking about um episode six fishes but that even it was surprising to me as 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 they really upped the game this season and and we're you know have have some uh really talented actors that that, that are able to come and, and join in on the fun and even when that was happening, I, I, you know, I would have thought that might be distracting or that might have been, you know, take away from it. But even then, I thought those choices were fitting so well and that the authenticness stayed there. And I mean, the cast, we, the, I mean, we, 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 you know, we got Bob Odenkirk, Jamie Lee Curtis, John Mulaney, uh, Sarah Paulson, Jillian Jacobs. They were all involved. Will Poulter um, and, and a really, really wonderful addition when we got... Um, uh, Molly Gordon, um, who was just absolutely endearing as as the love who came yeah. back again and yeah. you know yeah. like as somebody said like an animal you know <laughs> just bringing it like an animal and um, yeah and and you know what because otherwise I'm gonna I'm gonna try to backtrack because otherwise Please. I'm gonna jump, well, I'm gonna jump into fishes and then we're gonna yep. you know we'll we'll be there for a while but. Um, 
what I noticed in going back and doing a rewatch was the mirroring between what happened in season one to see and was happening in season two. Mm-hmm. And I had then I started taking a closer look to go, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Was this planned? Yeah. That they How far in advance? You know, in advance, was it the same writers or were mm-hmm. they just playing off each other like music? Um, do you remember season one, episode one, where Richie and Carmi are having an argument in the freezer? Yes. Oh, yes. And Carmi says, you know, he says, you don't know what you're doing. You're out of your you're out of the water. You're out of your you know, whatever I'm paraphrasing. Yep. And he said, then why did he leave it the restaurant to me? And he like a gut punch to Richie. And then he walks out of the freezer, closes the door and leaves Richie in locked inside, not locked inside, but But inside figuratively locked inside the freezer, ices him out. What happens at the season finale of season two? (laughs) Where are we at now? Richie's on the outside. Carmi's locked inside. I just am like, oh my God, you know. And, that's, uh, that's so interesting. And I, I wouldn't be surprised if there was some forethought or even just, you know, uh, when you're writing, you come back to that moment. It was, and it was fun on a rewatch to watch how well they did set up that, that final moment. I mean, the handle breaks in, in episode eight, episode nine, they're still dealing with it. In episode 10, he's in there and, and that becomes a, a super Super heartbroken moment. Let's dance through the episodes a little bit, and I'll bring up some points that I think are going to be fun to talk about. Because you know, I I love the episode names. We start out with beef, and they're all food related and everything like that. Um, I just felt there was something different that was going on and real special when when Marcus was caring for his uh mother. That to start to start it was it was it was so gentle and and deep. And I was just I was like, because I mean. I don't know. They could have come in a whole lot of ways, and it was just it was it was with him, and and the that's speaking too to the ancillary characters that the, the side characters mean something so much, and their journey is 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 to me as 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 beautiful to watch as anything else, and that really got me. And then Richie, uh, another big moment in this because this season really, like I said earlier, Richie and Sydney had just like their story arcs were just deep beautiful and kind of this main crux of the whole thing really um you know he starts out by having a bit of a a, a, you know 45 year old midlife crisis scared about being you know dropped from people and then and that kind of continues and watching him and i know his rise kind of happened fast to being a front of house star but i mean it was just so fun to watch how broken he was how self-doubt he was and then find ways to become self-assured I, I just thought they kicked it off in uh a, just a beautiful beautiful way and you know the 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 money was injected in from jimmy and just you're just you're just you know so i sometimes have these hesitations going into a season two and all that was you know thrown out the window right after this one you're off and running you're in the world um you know it just it was it was a beautiful beautiful poignant start to the whole thing and and it kind of kept that heartfelt tenderness throughout the entire season. I love the fact that instead of when they found the, you know, uh, spoiler alert throughout our conversation, right? Spoiler alert. Uh, When they found all the money in the tomato sauce cans Mm -hmm. and they sat down and opened them together. And also in that moment, Richie, who had been very adversarial towards Sid, Sid, 
and said, hey, so grab a can opener, man. What are you doing? Get down here. Help us open these cans immediately. And um, I love the fact that they didn't take the money or, or borrow m- more money from the uncle yeah. and then go out and hire a, a completely new crew. They chose instead to elevate and train the passion and acknowledge yeah. the passion of the people that were already on the team yeah. that were part of them. And what a great way that they took that team in season two, same team, elevated them, you know, ignited their passions and sent them out to the world to come back and, and bring their best. And I thought, man, that's that's a great yeah. lesson in, in friendship and loyalty and, and um, you know. Yeah. Yeah, there's. I mean, the, the 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 relationship thing is such a big thing. There's so much I love about it. I mean, just trying to speak of what you're talking. Running a restaurant is really, really hard, and they really take you into that experience. And I think I think I heard Christopher Store, the showrunner, talk about it. Um, the only thing harder than running a restaurant is opening a new one. And so we got really taken into that. And I like the fact that. You know, there's these bigger things happening with the relationships when we get to find out exactly why, um, you know, Carmen is is a little broken when we meet the family and everything. But they do not miss the little things that that, that come through, whether it's, you know, working on uh, what was the big one, um, you know, kind of at the end, the fire suppression, uh, you know, problem and everything that. It's, it's all built into it and it just there's all these pieces working in concert in such such an amazing amazing way i mean you know just just when they make an omelet at certain points and that's jumping ahead or just these little things it's just there's so much that i, I just can't get enough of episode two is called pasta and i thought this was um this is when the kind of the the, the season really took a sydney turn this is yes. where she's having that beautiful moment with her dad with the birthday candle that was amazing. Then I guess they do that annually. Great to see Robert Townsend. I didn't mention him uh, earlier when I talked about like the new cast. He was just just incredible, you know. But you know that this is Ayo brought him in. Mm-hmm. She oh, brought yeah? him as an and so what and when you were talking about the friendship and chemistry of the characters, amazing people on the show mm-hmm. reached out to friends of theirs and said, This is something really special. Would you consider coming on, being a guest, doing a thing. And it was Eben Moss who got John Berenthal to play the part of... Absolutely. How do you say his last name correctly? Berenthal? Uh, Yeah, yeah, Berenthal. Yeah, exactly. No, they're they're good friends. And you can see it. Yes, yes. You can see it on stage. You can see it. You know, flashback of him telling the story about them being out, Bill Murray leaving the voicemail. And just as a flashback, that... In my rewatch for that, I know I'm jumping backwards, but it's because we we're going to jump around. That's I mean, this is it's actually a lot to do to chew on a whole season like this. This is something that you could almost do an episode uh, uh, by each one. But you were going to say um, where he you know, he's trying to go on a date. The funny thing is, I I didn't notice in that episode, but I think he's still wearing his wedding ring the whole time. I don't think he ever takes his wedding ring yeah. off this, yep. during the separation, which is painful. And it shows his torture. Yeah. Yeah. But he's trying to tell this attractive woman at dinner this this flashback about that whole story about them being out that morning and going and Michael's with him and they see Bill Murray, you know, Bill Evan Murray. And he leaves the, you know, he leaves the voicemail on his phone and and she goes, he goes, you can call it. You can hear it. It's still on there. And she's like, I got it. And I'm 
Oh, oh, what a horrible date that you don't, you don't appreciate the fact Bill Murray is yeah. his voicemail, you know, <laughs> and I felt so, and then you see him don't walk, dismiss that. he's going home alone, you know, God. you see him walking down, obviously that date that Nim will, mm -hmm. you know. You know what's interesting is, um, you know, when uh, um, even did when he got his Emmy nod this year, I, and and you 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 probably can correct me if I'm wrong, but the Emmys this year are celebrating the first season of The Bear. Yes. Is, so I actually I I got this feeling, and and you know, um, I love you know I love Barry so much. I'm hoping Barry has a nice final moment. This season was so masterful as we're, we're, we're fawning over. Yes. I really see the next time the Emmys come, comes around that this is when the bear has that like night where, you know, all the supporting actors that were there for the night. Yvonne, I mean, Io, even obviously Jeremy. I really feel that for season two, that's when they're going to have their Emmy moment. Oh, I think they're going to. Yeah, I think yeah. they're going to block the Emmys and just, you know, of course, you and I have called this before and they haven't gone that way, right? Yeah. Um, but uh, I would expect them you know, best ensemble cast yeah. for you know, a comedy series. How could you not? You yeah. know, how could they not? But, you how know, be, who knows? It could be somebody else again. You yeah. Know? So that's but, that's that my guess is that that it might not go, uh, you know, they might not have that huge night for season one. But when season two comes around, what was interesting as they moved in to continue talking about Sydney, because it's just a crucial part of the story, is when they go into episode three Sunday, um, Coach K, Coach K becomes a big part of the season. I know, I know. Is, um, uh, what was it leading with? Um, I can't think of the book exactly, but I mean, she's watching clips of them. She's watching Duke, Maryland games. Uh, leading with your heart, I think it's called, or the heart. Uh, and it's so fun watching her gain inspiration from you know this this historical basketball coach who's who's obviously full of inspiration. That was that was that was a ton of fun. I love how that stayed a through line throughout the entire thing. That was a that was also the episode. Another reason I just love this show is the journeys they take you on. She's looking for inspiration, and they take you to all these Chicago restaurants. I mean, you're just bouncing around Chicago and it just, it's, I mean, the show acts as um, one of the things it does is act like a love letter to Chicago and it's restaurant scene, you know, it, it's, in, it's, it's, it's so much fun. I think so. I was watching it in, and, and have just been living with it for, you know, a couple of weeks since we talked about doing this mm -hmm. rewatching re and I felt like Chicago was just another character. There may be people who are native Chicagoans, Chicagoans, whatever, you know, people from Chicago, you yep. guys in Chicago, you guys who are like, oh, no, that's not right. Because after I lived 20 years in Nashville, I wasn't a native, but yeah. we'd see things, TV shows that I would go, that is so incorrect, you know, uh, so yes, yep. But for me, hmm. it paints a beautiful picture of the city and the blue collar working class yep. and people commuting to get to work and the city skyline and everything. And I really enjoy it. Yeah. Yeah. Just like you, Breaking Bad was always good about setting the scene, showing shots uh, before they got into the action. They do a lot of that, of, of you know, seeing the elevated train, seeing seeing the rivers through Chicago and everything like that. Me, I was just there actually this past weekend. I visited a couple of the restaurants and, you know, I'm not afraid of a. Uh, Television tourism. No? I'm definitely not afraid of that. <laughs> so, did you go to the sandwich shop? Did you go looking for something like the original? I didn't. I did. I I I went to Al's. is another Italian beef place. But I but I have been before, and it's just fun because now I'm making notes for for when I visit. There's also you can uh, 
you know, websites like the Infatuation have good listings of like the the rankings of the restaurants from the 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 bear, you know, ranked out and the whole thing. Cool. It's, I love I I love when something so good gets this level of shine and and it becomes something it becomes something people are talking about and you know I love when I find people who haven't seen it and I'm like get ready just do it just you're gonna love it love it love it um, it's kind of the reason I'm kind of going dancing through these episodes is because they give you give us a chance to kind of talk about you know the last two were really Sydney base and and Richie's stories building episode four was called Honeydew. And this is when we really spent time with Marcus and who who did, like I mentioned, episode, you know, uh, opened episode one. But this was really, really special. This is kind of where the food porn really intensified, too, in Denmark. Things got nutty. And, you know, we went to Luca, where um, Will Porter was. That was such a treat to see. Like, I just love yeah, them I love coming into this little yeah. role. Uh, you know, Noma's involved in that one. But it's just... It was it's 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 so fun spending time with this character that you you know we don't know too much about. Always wanted to know more, and then watching him grow, and and, and it culminated in you know that big. Um, it was in episode nine, uh, which was called Omelet, where he got to like show his display his dessert options and his talents, and he came up with that one called the Michael, and oh, you yeah. know that's all starting right here in episode four, and it came to fruition and the look on Carmi's face when he saw that last dessert and the pride that he had. And, you know, you could see that Marcus felt it. And Marcus was, Marcus was pretty special this season. I'm curious what you think about that, you know, his, his role and how it was played so wonderfully by uh, Lionel Boyce. I love his, um, his quietness and the calm that he brings to the, you, I started to say the screen, like we're on the big screen, but it's big screen quality, yeah, yeah, yep. so or the flat screen as it may mm. be, you know, mm. in my house. But, um, and I love the wonder on his face as he looked around that city yeah. and looked at the water and took in where he was. I'm yeah. just, and also when he said, Do you know how to make a you know, I forget what it was he asked him to make. And he goes, yes, yes, chef. And he, yeah. then you see him Googling how to make what it was he wants to make. And he brings the recipe and lays it down in front of him. He knew he didn't know how to make it, you know. Um, so, um, yeah, it was a beautiful episode. And, it, and again, it was a time, it was a wonderful way for us to travel yeah. and, and leave the city. It, it expanded the the outlying limits of the show. Yeah. And, where, you know, we where we get to episode six and it's very claustrophobic and everything is inside and you're yep. in the house nobody everybody's trapped basically you know but here you have this just beautiful rendering of him being in this other country and the lighting and everything and loved it yeah that's i mean well that's what this season really tr tried to do and decided to do was uh you know we kind of stepped away from those uh italian beef sandwiches there was there was i saw uh, people joking like you know, one thing the bear needs is more Italian beef. We're, we're lacking that this year, but they decided to go high end. And I think you just said it perfectly, like expanded the universe. Now we're seeing chefs from outside where, you know, we even know by the end of it that we have more to learn about, um, you know, uh, Carmen's time in New York a little bit as the, the, the other chef showed up. And, you know, it, it just it, it made things feel bigger um, in, in a way that was a lot of fun. And it just it feels like. The possibilities for the show moving forward uh expanded as well with it and and just i really hope this isn't one of these things where you know they 
they're finishing in, in next season and the season after. I think I'd love to spend many, many years with these characters. I just they're just fantastic. I want to watch them grow and grow apart and grow back together again and the whole thing. And one of those characters that's like that was really special and 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 made this season special was was Claire, played by Molly Gordon. And this is where he edited. So that episode five pop is when we really kind of that 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 takes off. And I think what was really uh, amazing about that casting choice and just the, the 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 way the character was presented was how lovable she was. I mean, just how patient she was with Carmen, how much she cared about Carmen for such a long time. And it definitely leads to some serious, you know, heartache down the road. But I mean, it, it, it's, it was wild how much I liked this character so fast. And just like that's this is the one, Carmi, Carmi, like the rest of us, the rest of the team, don't screw this up, man. That's like, like the rest of the family, Carmi. For God's <laughs> sakes, don't screw up, Claire Bear, man. We love Claire Bear. <laughs> don't show up with anybody else at Christmas dinner. Yep. That's all I can yep. tell you. Right? Yep, yep. So. She was she was so fantastic, and just just it's it, it, it was it was amazing. I mean, I'm rooting for that to to reconcile in some yes, way. Absolutely. And who knows? Well, I, I think we'll talk more about kind of the hurt yeah. and everything there in episode ten. Let's spend some time with fishes. Let's spend some time with the families. This was, in my opinion, it's one of the best episodes of television all year. I um I love that it was such an outlier in every single way, including a, a time frame. It was over an hour, an hour and six minutes compared to the regular you know, 32, 34, whatever they choose to do. What we got here is the Bears Christmas episode, along with all the great Christmas needle drops they chose. And then you met the family and you got more time with John, um, uh, you know, uh, John, uh, uh, Mikey, John Bar Barnthal, and, and just like you got to meet the family. And it was amazing to meet the family. What did you... What did, did you know going into this episode, what you were going to experience? And, and if Not you did, and how did you feel about it? No, I didn't know a thing because I was watching them when they dropped, right? When it dropped. And um, I do think on the drop schedule, this is a little off topic. I wish, they would, I wish they wouldn't drop them all at once. I wish they would do a, a three, two, two or a, a three, 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 or, and then the finale or something because you can't stop watching them. Yeah. I mean, you just yeah. go on air drunk. And yeah. so it um, was an unexpected binge drop, actually. They did the first two, and then a week later, the rest of the season was available. And I, I you know what? I, I, and it's fine. I rolled through it and then I got to revisit. I'm, I couldn't agree more, though. This is a show I would love to marinate with weekly, actually. Yes. You yes. know, it's just it's that special. I guess because it's too good to just jump from that you need you need to watch i mean the christmas spot the christmas special yeah. fishes right yeah. it is oh my god so i had friends i recommended it to who said i i, I could only watch 10 minutes at a time because yeah. of the family drama trauma i recommended to my sister yeah. who hasn't seen season one or season two she hasn't she's just busy it's not that she won't get to it she just hasn't been able to get to it okay mm -hmm. it's, mm -hmm. it's her life and I said, okay, stop everything. Go watch. Forget about everything. Go watch episode six, Fishes. Yep. yep. Watch anything else. Just jump in there. And yep. she, she watched the whole thing, <laughs> laughing and screaming and said, oh, my God, it's just like home. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, uh, she she had no problem. So apparently we have 
high trauma drama in our family. I was, that was I actually it was it was a note I wrote when I was watching it. I'm like, this is this this episode is 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 not only relatable to people with bigger families who I actually have a pretty large family myself. Uh, it's triggering and traumatic in ways, and just like you're just watching just the madness of 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 things unravel that that I think a lot of us have experienced, and I think that goes back to like the realness and and I it's it's amazing to me how little I was distracted by this onslaught of I talent. I wasn't. There's the everyone I felt wasn't. real. Bob is the dad. Makes sense. Jamie Lee Curtis. I just was floored by a performance. I, I, I hear mixed reviews sometimes. Uncle. I just, I can't, I can't even get over, um, you know, uh, how it's done. And even just the way it was shot, just kind of how well they shoot the kitchen scenes. There's, there's uh, the beginning, like at least for like the first 15 minutes, it feels like one shot. And a lot of that does run through the whole thing. It is just, the, it's each one takes its time and you just live in that moment, that chaotic table moment when he's about to throw a fork at his dad. You know, you're in it. His there. uncle. And it's not his dad. It's his uncle. His uncle. They, which I know you know. Absolutely. Um, absolutely. It's yep. my father's house. It's my father's table. Mm -hmm. and, yep. and and I think Bob uh, is is playing the uncle who's Polish. Yeah. Uh, you know, and and but these and I also love that that Richie is cousin even though he's not Italian and occasionally mm -hmm. someone will say you're not even Italian. He is Italian. He yeah. is as Italian as any of them as far Absolutely. as I'm, he is adopted into the family. And yeah. I think it's episode seven, which we'll get to that. He says, actually my mother wasn't in the picture or whatever. It was yeah. my best friend's mother who was more like a mom to me. Yeah. And yeah. so you know, that's his whole love for that family was, that was his family. That was his family. No, 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 no doubt about it. Um, it was uh, just, just it's. There were so many moments within that episode. I mean, just when, um, Carmen gives that gift to Mikey, it's amazing. Just when you're watching Jamie, Jamie, oh we, and, we, and rewatching episode is season one. Yeah, that is framed and hanging in the kitchen. It's framed. Yeah, exactly. Nothing's it's, for not. Yeah. Nothing's for not. It's yeah. it's just every yeah. every every piece seems to really really matter. I mean, even in this episode, we're seeing the mother kind of you know work with Carmen. They've obviously cooked together before. It's part of like cooking, like the tradition, kind of passed down. And and, and you know even in a, 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 the way that it was, it was kind of messed up. And just I mean, I just can't get over a performance. I kept thinking about the line. It's um, I make I make things beautiful for them and nobody makes things beautiful for me and i'm just uh, just i'm finding myself my heart breaking for 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 this woman and just like it's and 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 we see it again later on where she has a hard time dealing with the successes of her kids and she can't even go into the thing it was it was absolutely heartbreaking to me she didn't want to muddy the water she didn't want to she knew if she went in there she yep. anything could spark and yeah. there could be an explosion of emotion. And mm -hmm. she knew if I walk in that door, she said, I don't want to mess this up for yeah. them. Absolutely. I want this. Yeah, and you, that is that. you have to tell me, Pete, it's okay for me to walk away. And mm -hmm. he finally said, and then he's crying. Okay, then so I'm not gonna I'm not gonna jump in. Yeah, get worked out. He's just such a doofus. He shows up with yeah. a tuna casserole and they're like, What are you doing? That's eight fishes. We yeah. can't. <laughs> 
the humor the humor that they tuck in and that's a perfect moment for it the humor that they tuck in just it's, it's well timed it's necessary especially in oh, yes. like this and there's obviously a couple of characters that lend themselves real to comic relief there's one other moment i really want to talk about in this one is just you know cousin and um you know the character played uh his his, his ex-wife uh they loved each other oh my and, god you, what you, a beautiful what a quiet intimate love scene in the middle of all the chaos going on and they get away and and it it is such a bedrock that by Mm. the time you get back to them being in this divorce situation your heart really breaks absolutely because you have seen how good they were together Mm -hmm. you know richie bad news was really so loving yeah. and and trying to talk to the uncle then about hey could you give me a job so that i get away from the beef yeah. you know could, yeah. you, could you maybe hire me so that i really have a real job i can do things he keeps mm-hmm. trying to tell people yeah. I, I can do things yeah. i can do things yeah definitely um, he's probably trying to convince himself too he's, he's obviously you know uh he's 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 not self-assured this entire time. And that's, I guess that's where it gets really, really fun as they go into episode seven, which is four. It's when he's, he's being, he calls it being punished by going to work at this top tier restaurant, which was, um, it was a fictional restaurant, but filmed at, uh, I think ever, which is a, a, a restaurant in, in Chicago. But I mean, this is, this is where not only does he get the Taylor Swift tickets, but he, you know, he's, he's, He's learning that he can be what he thinks or hopes to be. Um, you know, it's kind of, it was kind of a little tough for me because he's 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 so unpolished in a, such a polished place. And I'm like, wow, they're putting up with a lot of Richie. But I mean, he's also, they see his heart. <laughs> they see that he's endearing. And then, you know, it's really neat in this situation to kind of see the behind the scenes of like such a top tier restaurant and what goes on there. But I mean, this is where his growth is really manifesting himself and, and where he was really changing for our eyes. And just the moment with um, uh, Olivia Coleman's chef thing, it's just another one of these stunning one-on-one moments. I mean, this is what the show does so good. It could be all this madness, everything going on, and things slow down to a snail's pace between two people, and we get to explore their relationship and explore things about him. And it's so beautiful. It's really oh. amazing entire series and that i noticed does this where you've got this fast you know you know the ticket machine is printing you know we're our hearts racing you know just going down but then you have these little intimate scenes between two people Mm -hmm. and they have managed the writers producers have managed to bring these two people together in the room, these two people together in the alley. Yes. Richie and Carmi are fighting with each other. And then he goes out in the alley, smoking a cigarette. Carmi goes out, sits down. And he- Are and, Carmen and Sydney under the table that one time oh, when they're like fixing the table? I just like thought- It's great framing. When I was watching the under the table scene, I thought oh. this is masterful directing and decision-making and writing to put them in this place and working together the whole, so you have all these moments and and also with Richie and Sugar who have been really antagonistic yes. towards in yeah. they are getting closer and closer she has him working with her to choose staff and hire staff that's well that's where it kind of the next episode's uh called Bolognese that's 
another one of those scenes that I think is just is just jaw dropping. His apology. He goes in and he apologizes to her, and and, and she calls, calls a witness. Then. <laughs> she calls in a witness. She, she just <laughs> and it's just the acting is so so unbelievable, and it just that they chose his ability to actually apologize for his behavior to kind of be like this turning point. Not only was he learning how to be a better worker and 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 become better person at the same time, but I mean the fact that he's able to do something as hard as apologizing. Was was just showing this 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 arc, Richie arc, which it was starting to take over the show at that point. I'm like Richie, Richie kind of had like a strong middle, like uh, yeah. you know five, six, seven right there, where he was just it was just watching him change, and then and then by the end, I mean he's just an absolute beast. Like he's just, he I mean he's in there, he steps in but the kitchen know, and wins it. He's loving it, yep. but, but here's where the rewatch comes in handy. Uh -huh. Season one, episode two, they're fighting, they're fighting, they're all fighting all the yep. time. Doors open, first guy walks in. I won't even repeat what Richie says to him. <laughs> and, and what he calls him, he goes, hey, you, blah, blah. And he uh -huh. called out his order. He recognized him as a regular. The minute he walked in the door, he called out his order. You know, I want sweet this on the side and that and that and that for yep. the guy before he even places an order. Yep. He was already that guy. Yep. He was already the guy that recognized the customers and their needs and what they wanted. That was already in him. Yeah. It yeah. just didn't left way before he put the suit on, you know. I think I mentioned, I've brought up times how that transformation happened fast, really, really fast. But I think what you're saying is more right. It was in him. So it just needed to be brought. He just needed a little bit more of a push. He was that person. Absolutely right. That's when the guy pulls out, he was already that person. Nobody was yep. letting him step into the space that already belonged to him yep. until that moment. And yeah. then when he, when the guy pulled him outside to train him and said, look, I need you to take this seriously. I need you to know what we've got going on here. I need you to respect us and respect each other. And I need you to respect yourself. Yep. Yep. He stops and pauses and says, I can do respect. When he put it to him that way and used that word, he said, I can do respect. Yeah, and the I can guy do respect. Ahead of him, and then he looks up and he crosses himself because, you know, he's got, you know, he's got the, um, uh, the bleeding heart of Christ on the wall, I think is what he has in his apartment. Yep. And he cleans up. And so his faith, you know, how they will look up and say, which is really interesting to me because I actually, I believe the characters, and I could be very wrong about this, mm -hmm, but... Mm -hmm character's heritage is Jewish. Yeah. He has become so Italian, he has adopted Catholicism as his faith. Yeah, yeah. Which yes. it, that yeah. goes back to what you were saying about how he is Italian. He is this family. He's That's what he is. Yes. Absolutely. Yes. Fantastic all. Um, this is, like I said, as we go through, it kind of gives you a chance to, to give a hat tip to things. And, and we haven't even really mentioned Jimmy and Oliver Platt in episode nine. And, and again, one of these moments again, he, he has this conversation with, with Carmen about, you know, you kind of did it. You, it. you know what? You were like an underdog, like, you know, just so you know, people might not have believed that you could have done it and you did it. And he goes into this failure story about, um, it ends up, he talks about Alex Gonzalez and the, the Cubs kind of just making errors all over the place. And it was a Steve Bartman story and about how you know he 
he's taking all the blame when he was just a regular person doing a regular thing at the end of the day. But just watching that scene, just the acting of him telling this story, it's just we are it's we're persisting at a top tier place where these these actors are set up in these in these discussions and and they're able to just perform at the highest of levels. And it's just it's just beautiful. And I just wanted to make sure that the name Oliver Platt came up and and that Incredible. scene talked about because it's it's awesome. Every scene he's in when he calls Every to scene. the back to the car in the alley. Yep. I got to tell you something. This yep. has got to work or it's not going to work. I already yep. got the lot appraised. I know how much I can, you know, repo and sell this place for. Yep. She's like, okay, okay. <laughs> you know, he's, um, he's, he's, he's a scene stealer. He's a show he's like he's when he comes in, he pulls you in fully. Yes. Yes. You yep. can't even believe he's an actor. I mean, you just expect him to be this guy. He's yep. this you know, all the time, all the, the time. The, the authenticness is that I harked back to like, it's like, it's like these characters look like they would be these people. It just, it just works. It's the casting. It's the way they're bringing these characters from the page to the screen. It's unbelievable. Let's bring it home with the bear episode 10. The, 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 it's, it's the, the restaurants coming to life. This is where the love story gets really, really, really heartbreaking they really crushed that in a major way. I mean, you know, uh, it's we've seen why Carmen is broken and why he thinks he can only be, you know, one thing and his focus. Seeing how Carmen is broken and seeing the the absolute how his emotional state, mental state, everything, even him pushing himself and. Yeah. So his brother wouldn't let him in the restaurant and he was like so he goes to Alan and he tells him you know so i thought f you you okay watch this yeah you're not in there to cook with you watch what i do next yep do you think that that flashback scene of christmas in any way should have come earlier in the series so mm. that you already knew what was happening or did you just like the mind-blowing aspect of it going and you sitting back and going Oh, I understand yeah. everything now. I, I, th I think I think waiting hits harder too, because you, you're wondering why why you could be like this, you know, why the family has these problems, what why he's struggling so much, and then you, then you're like, okay, all right, I get that 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 it, that it was tough, and you know this. The, I mean the the love story, and to go back, how much I love that oh, you know character played by Molly Gordon. Um, Chemistry it, it's kind of heartbreaking going into it because you, you know, obviously chefs uh, uh, have, you know, uh, a history of, of kind of being, um, you know, not the best people to maybe get into a relationship with, with their, their working hours and the demands and everything like that. And we see that Carmen's got problems. And so you feel that it's ill-fated from the beginning, but you love her and then you love them at their best when they're having this sweet moment. And it just, it just makes it all even tougher it's interesting to note that the voicemail that came after her hearing him talk uh you know about about his job is it actually wasn't even originally in the script when the showrunner was uh christopher was putting it together at the end he just like i want to make this more impactful and what a way to make it more impactful him finding him hearing that how she really felt right after he did did and that her saying, i love you for the first time maybe yep. you know and and him equating and then him throwing the phone like this is a fire I cannot. Yep. He doesn't even know how to process, but every time he's loved someone, they've either blown their 
brains out on a bridge or yeah. they have just dysfunctionalized his mother uh -huh. has brought him so much pain that yeah. you know there's there's like in so did you expect him to get locked in the freezer what did you think <laughs> well I, th I, I thought that was like what an interesting cho story choice too i mean when there's big moments happening the culmination of two he's he's a, a not even i was gonna say warrior but he's not even that he's not involved he's 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 fully taking from it and so he's having to like you know unpack his personal stuff and he can't be the one i guess things kind of it's easier for him to lose himself in his work and to focus on his work than to face some real life problems i saw i was reading an article uh you know and they were kind of talking about how it was it's kind of like a, a story of a curse and a blessing of having a gift having a calling and he has this calling and he, he is good at it. And it's something that that matters to him. But it also that calling, it's going to make it harder for the things that make, you know, life worth living and the happiness and stuff like that to really happen. And, and it got me thinking a lot about that, how he has to deal with, you know, his talents, looking out for everybody at his restaurant who are his family and then making himself happy at the same time. And he's having a hard time juggling that and i think that's like got the crux of the show him trying to figure out how to juggle all that the the other thing locked in that freezer at this height of this moment that if things don't go well on this night they're not going to go well moving forward absolutely he has no idea what's happening outside the freezer yep. he doesn't know if things are smashing burning you know falling to crap yeah he has no idea that things are going well and that people are taking care of it, you know? Yeah, absolutely. So it, it, was, it was a real unique storytelling choice that really, really worked on, on a few different levels. I mean, you know, we're going to, it's going to be interesting. I'm so, I'm so interested to see what, 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 like where they take this now. I mean, obviously they got this new restaurant, obviously keeping it going a, a whole lot, but I mean, people really grew in a major way this season and, 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 on, on just so many different levels from from you know the pastry chef to the head chef to to even ancillary characters we haven't even really brought up i mean there's there's all so many stories being told simultaneously and the majority of the time they they they're giving us enough time with them what i what i think i ultimately really love about this show when i think about it just after looking at two seasons is that um it's a show that believes redemption is possible yes Yes. You hear so many people talk about how people, you know, they can't change. They'll never change. That's who they are. I don't know. I believe in change. I believe that people can get better. I think if you find the right situation, find the right people to help you get better, to find ways to work on yourself, you can change. And I think this show believes in that too. And that's, I just, I love that. It believes in redemption. It does. I also read where someone called it um, the Ted Lasso feel good show of the summer. Yeah. <laughs> you wouldn't think that a trauma drama comedy would be, the COVID <laughs> but it is a feel good show of yeah. the summer because exactly the reason you said, I mean, you look at the uh, Sydney and, and the woman, what is the character's name who becomes her sous chef? And she goes, mm -hmm. no, I, she said, I'll look around for you. You're looking for a sous chef. I'll, I'll find someone. She goes, no, I want you. I want us in school. Yep. And seeing their relationship, which was one of the greatest, like, girl, you don't know nothing. You're a baby. And then she she's the one that, you know, they come together. And, and all the characters have this moment. I love Fat. Is that yeah. Fat? 
you know, who's actually Maddie Matheson is a chef and owns yep. a restaurant, right? Absolutely. And, you know, yep. He's good friends with Christopher, the the creator. Yeah. Yeah. So I it's great to see to see him and I, and I love his time on screen so much. Right. He's so right. much. It's they're dressed up, you know. They got the suits on for opening night. You know, he's yeah. uh, they're quoting Blues Brothers. I also love the fact that it's such a necessary part of the show. Sorry to interrupt you, but like just as I mentioned, there's some certain people placed in there for some comic relief and some yes. change of pace stuff. The role they play in that just is so perfect. It is. It's also like the people in the kitchen and Carmi and all of them. And you're talking about the relationship and how how difficult it is maybe to be with the chef. Um, it's like trying to be the girl yeah. dating the lead singer of the rock and roll band. Yeah. You know, and and you're tr also trying to get in with the band. You want the band to like you. The band's not going to like you. Not the band. You're not, you know, I mean, thankfully, she's been in the neighborhood for a long time. Yeah, but. Yeah, yeah. To get on, you know what I mean? Trying to get well, on the side of that group, it's very much like um, that kind it's of. Hard, it's a hard nut to crack, absolutely. Yeah. And and then and then also on, on the other way around, some people might not want to get attached to you because you you're going to get hurt too, you know. And I think that's something when I was when they were getting together, or something I kept thinking about, like you know, it's it's <laughs> you, I I hate how much I like this character because I don't know how it's going to go, and I hate thinking that, but. Who knows moving forward? I'm just talking about change. Carmen's working on things. It's it's going to yep. be interesting to see how much he can change. It, and I can't wait for more. I I love this show. It's a it's a beautiful ode to a wonderful city. It's a beautiful ode to food, to the industry as a whole. It's really it's it's showing it. There's a especially this season's got a new focus on hospitality in front of house and rounding things out a little bit. It's an ode to relationships too, and it's an you know, kind of owed to the beauty of working together and finding ways to work together and how hard it is and how beautiful it is when it works and growing together and helping each other change. It's it's tender. It's an artfully made show. It's heartfelt. It's funny. It's everything. The bear is everything. It's, it's, bear is it's everything. everything. It is. I'm so glad we um uh took time to talk about it. I mean, it's I'm just, I think it's amazing what we fit into this hour because it's just... There is so much that happened this season. I'll revisit it. And this was this was a pleasure to really get into it. Absolutely. And Michael, I just leave you with one word. Please. Let it rip. Let it rip. <laughs> Let it rip. <laughs> yes, Chef. Thank you, River, so much. And uh, thank you, everyone out there, for once again joining the party. podcast is in the loop the legion of osiris podcasts osiris is creating a community that connects people like you with live experiences and podcasts about artists and topics you love 
Get in the loop at osirispod.com. 